Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Phil Day, CEO of Scott Gold, a junior mining company who are Scotland's first gold producer and are growing their company with further exploration activities in and around the Scottish Highlands. Phil's a highly experienced senior mining executive with a career spanning over 25 years. He has a background in metallurgy and chemistry um, and has had senior appointments in his career um, working on projects in Africa and the US before taking the helm at Scott Gold. Um, and he is here today to tell us all about Scott, uh, Scott's Gold and their first, obviously, Scotland's first gold mine. So I want to welcome Phil to the uh, podcast. How are you doing, Phil? Yeah, good afternoon. Thank you very much for having me here today. No, and I appreciate your time as well. So uh, before we go into uh, talk about Scotland's first gold mine, um, mm-hmm. I just wonder if you can tell us a little bit about your your career, your background, um, and obviously you've been in the business for over twenty five years. So just wanted to give us a a feel for you, or give the audience a feel for your your background and your career. Yeah, sure, no problems at all. All right, well, um, look, I graduated uh, long back in the nineties in Western Australia, and Western Australia obviously being quite a large mining. Uh, state in Australia itself that just had plentiful opportunities for me to go straight into gold and uh, nickel and copper at the time. So did a, in my graduate program in a biox gold uh, mine and then went straight up and then did some copper and then on the nickel boom back in the late 90s into the early 2000s with the ladder eye projects. So worked for the first uh, ladder eye projects down in Australia, which are a couple of billion dollar projects at that time, a big very complex sort of uh, processes. And then the nickel boom uh, took me on into refining and then I went off into Brazil for six, seven years, but a couple of years in Colombia, another couple of years over in Canada, then uh, found my way into Europe. And from Europe, I uh, went straight into the finance after having what, about 20 odd years of experience at that time, after working for you know, companies like BHP and Anglo Gold Ashanti and a lot, doing project and projects. Thought I wanted to see the finance world. So I worked for a private equity firm, and from there, it just exploded. I went into Vietnam and West Africa, the US, Brazil, just literally just doing projects after projects, buying and selling companies and making companies actually work and making you know making companies really, really work. And uh, yeah, so that's where I got to see the business side of it. And uh, yeah, then eventually went into the US, uh, finished off a copper project and uh, got a phone call to uh, go over to Scotland and repeat the same thing. I've uh, been over there for almost uh, 18 months now doing the same and uh, happy to say we're you know, we're going along very, very well now. We're very happy with the history, very happy with the story that we've been able to create. And that's why I'm here today to talk about. Yeah. So before we talk about Scott Gold, what makes an Australian want to come to Scotland? Well, I, I just I love I love the stories of uh, projects uh, that are around the world. Like I said, you know, I haven't, I'm quite agnostic to the countries that I work in, but when I hear a story that, like I did with uh, with Scott Gold, which was, you know, not going very well at the time, and I and I knew it just fits right into my skill set. I, I just find that uh, extremely rewarding to get into because these projects are just so beneficial to local communities, to to shareholders, to you know, to the directors of the board, to to literally so many stakeholders, governments, everyone. So 
I just get in and I can see, you know, after being doing this sort of stuff for this amount of time, you get to see and understand things that probably other people haven't had the experience or the or the exposure to. So I went straight in under the, you know, when COVID was in, did my 10 days of quarantine and the like as I had to do back then. Uh, went straight onto the site, saw saw it for what it was and looked straight into the geology. I was incredibly impressed with the geology. It's what, you know, the highest grade uh, gold mine I've ever seen in my, my working career. And uh, said, well, you know, no matter what problems you've got in face of you, if the geology is great and the geotech and the stability of the mine itself is great, you can always build a good team. So, yeah, I love the challenge. I went straight into it. And, uh, you know, like I said, 18 months later, and I've got a great team of people, you know, various people from all over the world, but, uh, you know, people with lots and lots of experience, but other people have never been into mining. So this is a new one. I've been able to actually grab more people and bring them into the mining industry. So, yeah. Uh, I really, really enjoy that side of the business. Which is what we need. We need more people in the industry. So uh, that's, uh, that's a good thing. So I just wanted to tell us the story of Scott Gold. Well, you know, it's, uh, Scott Gold's been around for what? It was originally what, a lead operation from back in the 1700s and into the early 1900s from what I believe. Um, you know, they had a, a, a smelter in processing some of the lead concentrates back in that time. But you know, gold wasn't found until... I think it was about 1980, something along those sorts of areas. So when they uh, when they saw the quartz vein, or some prospectors went out there and saw the uh, the quartz vein, which is the, the main host. Um, and then you know Scott Gold itself again is getting numbers off the top of my head. I think it was around about 2006, 2007. Uh, actually explored more of the area and uh, finally went into production in 2020. Um, and obviously through history, I understand the mine used to be an old lead mine. That's correct. Yeah, but that's back in the 1700s to you know to the 1800s, well before my time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just wanted to tell us a little bit about, I suppose, the mining industry within Scotland, um, and obviously the the gold mining as well. Yeah. So, uh, well, this is obviously the first gold mine in Scotland. So uh, it has you know some positives and negatives that come with it. Positive is it's the first and only. Which enables us to make, you know, some wonderful products, which uh, we'll be going out and selling in, you know, hopefully the next near future. Um, products that are, you know, uh, definitive of Scotland, so to speak. Um, and uh, but you know, the downside of it is that you know, there's not exactly this depth of uh, you know, well veteran trained mining people. And you know, underground mining is—it's not an easy thing. It's—it's—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's quite unique. You know, you're, you're trusting people to do drilling and using explosives to do blasting because it's hard rock mining. Um, but like I said, we've got a, enough of a people that have been able to be or have been in the UK or particularly within Scotland to be able to train others. And uh, we've been focusing in on training and bringing people up to speed. And like I said, happily, we're uh, we're running a very safe uh, hard rock mining. Uh, in Scotland, as a result, how have you how have you find the challenges of bringing people from outside of the industry into the industry? Well, it depends. It's a hit and miss. Sometimes it's wonderful. Sometimes there are people that come in from all sorts of you know, say like the armed forces and the like that have just got the right sort of attitude and and the like, and they 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 pick it up very very quickly. So they have some huge success stories of people that now supervise the roles that have uh, come from the outside. And then there are others that you know find it quite challenging. And uh, you know, make the the decisions to go off and do other things. So I'd say it's hit and miss. But uh, by and large, obviously, because we've been able to grow the business, we've been more successful than we have been unsuccessful. And 
How have you sort of been received by the local communities and, and the local governments in the area? Yeah, so we've been literally since oh, April of 21, very much just head down and focused. And if you take yourself back to that time, COVID was still alive and well all the way up until the end of 2021. Uh, so we had to manage our workforce uh, extremely tightly by keeping them isolated and trying to make sure that they didn't get contact with as many people as possible. So that was, you know, that was extremely challenging. But so 2022 has been really the only time that we've been able to, you know, venture out a little bit. So what are we in now? We're in July itself. So we've really only had six months. In the last six months, we've had to open up the mine and focus in on funding and focusing on literally everything else but uh, spending time uh, you know, uh, with our local people and the like. So that, that sort of work is well ahead of us. Um, but uh, obviously, as we're going to start going out and uh, tell more people about the world, we'll be doing exactly the same within the local town and uh, trying to set up as many good relationships as we need to and, and should. Um, you're operating in a national park, which is obviously quite an achievement, given all the mm -hmm. environmental permitting, uh, etc. Um, that one, obviously, what what can you tell us more about that? Um, obviously, trying to operate and start a mine in the uh, uh, in in a national park. So I imagine there's a lot of a lot of issues that and challenges that you have to overcome. But the technology within the mining industry to 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 work within a tighter regime of uh, environmental restrictions has always been around. It's just a matter of how disciplined you would like to be in order to get people to be trained and how to get to to operate these and or put them within the construction when you are building the process plant and the mining in the first place. So very, very fortunately, the people prior to me made the decision to put certain parts of the process plant, particularly uh, like the dry stack tailings, in within the capital. It costs more money, so it would have been a very difficult decision to make, but it's a game changer. What it enables us to do is anything that we create as tailings. We don't make mounds and eyesores for you know, generations and generations to come we're able to get that dry product and fill in the holes on the side of the mountainside so that when you look from the bottom walkways and like you don't actually see any any impact onto the onto the the the, the lay of the land as you as you're working up the mountain so that is just one uh, but outside of that we have very tight controls we have significant amounts of face to face meetings with our environmental parks people so um, look, all I'll say is it's very, very doable. It's just a matter of how much time and dedication and effort you would like to put into it. And we, I think we get that right because, uh, you know, we're working on another relationship. We haven't had, we haven't been shut down once. And, uh, you know, we're just going to improve and improve and improve from our position going forward because, you know, the people that we employ, this is, you know, this is their country. I'm sure none of them want to be associated with a mindset that, uh, in any way, shape, or form, damages the environment. So, therefore, I've got motivated people like that. We've got a motivated management team like that. Um, so, that's the best answer I can give on that one. What other challenges do you face as a company, sort of being the only operating sort of gold mine in Scotland? Yeah. So, being in the UK is interesting. Uh, having a lot of our vendors and products and like coming in from other countries, uh, we've had particularly coming from Europe. We've had a lot of our stock that now goes through customs, which takes a lot longer, obviously, than it used to uh, years ago. That has provided challenges. Um, but setting up relationships with uh, the right people within 
within Scotland, particularly down into Oban and into Glasgow, has been has taken us some time to find who they are. But uh, I'm, I'm extremely happy to be able to say that some of the people that we find, like the particular engineering companies and uh, and mining supporting groups, because we we use a lot of machines. These people, they know exactly what they're talking about. They're like really, really spot on, very, very specialised people, and I'm incredibly impressed by them. But uh, all we had to do was go down and talk to them, form some sort of relationship with them, take them up. Yes, maybe a mine site looks different to a bit of manufacturing, but eventually we've got them, and now we have uh, good relationships with these people and they're on site, you know, either 24-7 or, or not, but we can rely on them to help us in our shutdowns and enable us to run our mine and our process part nice and safely, stably, and, uh, and that's because that's what we like. What would you say is the, some of the main differences that you found working uh, in, in Scotland in mining compared to some of the other mines that you've worked in across the world? Because obviously you've worked across the world in Australia, US, Africa. Um, what, what would you say is unique about what you're doing now that's different to what you've done in the past? Yeah, again, like I said, positives and negatives. The positives would be the passion that has been, or that I've seen working with a, a Scottish workforce is quite a lot higher than I have seen in, in other other countries of the world, some places I've been to, people have been in the mining industry for, you know, 10, 15, 20 odd years. So therefore new projects to them can be a little bit of ho-hum. You know, the the people that we've employed from Scotland have never seen it. You can imagine these people coming to a mine, seeing a mine for the very first time, seeing a process plant with mills and big machines. You know, some of the, the enthusiasm is, is contagious. So that that has been absolutely wonderful. Uh, the difficulty, obviously, is that, yeah, I don't start with 30-year veterans, so people, you know, don't instantly know exactly what they need to do. There's always a huge safety concern, so you always have to train and make sure that you get that culture right, and that takes a bit of time. Um, but then, you know, it's probably, like, again, going back on the positive, it hasn't taken the amount of time that I thought it would. I thought I'd be having to train people probably for six months to 12 months to be really competent and the like probably because of their enthusiasm. The enthusiasm has got them. They've learnt very, very quickly. And, uh, you know, we are where we are today. And what would you say the vision is for the company over the next five or ten years? All right, so we're very focused on achieving the goal now of pushing from phase one up to phase two. Phase one was always this uh, half halfway point, I guess you say, in, in, the, in the life of uh, Stock Gold. Phase two is when uh, it actually starts to really make a lot more revenue. Uh, we're predicting that we'll be able to have an EBITDA of around about 21 to 24 million starting once uh, phase two is in place at the end of Q1 going into Q2 of 2023. So that's our number one focus. So that's what we've been talking about in RNS is repeatedly getting our thickener in place, getting our mine optimization in place, having, uh, having, Money's lent to us from Fern Wealth here in Switzerland with uh, you know, a, a consortium of investors. That sort of work has enabled us to put together a growth plan. So we've delivered on what we said we were delivered. Now we've got to go into phase two, get straight up to that by the end of Q1, going into Q2 of 2023. And then after that or during or now, it's all about growth because as we develop down the tunnels, we obviously are seeing more gold in areas that we didn't think it would be. We know that the drill holes, when they were originally put into the mine, only went down to 300 metres. That means our reserve and resource only goes to 300 metres from the top of the mountain. It doesn't mean the gold doesn't exist. It just means that we haven't put the drill holes down there. 
So we want to start drilling it out and take the place from this 290 or 300,000 ounce size uh, mine and push it and get it up to the 500 or half a million as quick as possible by just uh, doing some drilling in around the vein. And at the same time, we've got all these areas around Coninish vein, which have the same sort of telltale signs as the Coninish vein uh, was as well. Uh, so that we want to start putting some drill holes in those areas and do some further geological uh, exploration work and take the company into the million ounce area. So if we can start to do that, then you know, I think we're basically going to be in the start of a gold boom within Scotland, which without, is, I think is very, very yeah. realistic. Without getting too much away, you're looking at exploring other areas within... That's correct. So that's we have, 2000, we have 2,900 square kilometres of areas that we can explore. We've done uh, quite a bit of field geology work uh, that uh, shown us that the gold exists in different areas. We've flown planes over and done all sorts of sort of surveying stuff. So we've done enough work, arguably need to just do a little bit more, but done enough more or less to get ready for an exploration program which actually uses uh, drill rigs. And like I said, start putting in some drill holes that can confirm up another resource. And if we can do that, then we'll start another mine in another area and or we'll just add to the Coninish vein itself. And the, the, the name of the game is to go from this 300,000 ounces, which is the total amount of gold contained within the mine itself, and get it up to a million ounces plus. Because once you get up to a million ounces, then you're, you're starting to become an extremely serious gold mining company at that point. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, this being uh, Scotland's first gold mine, um, I imagine there'd be quite a uh, quite demand from the Scottish people um and both in people within scotland and expats as well in that they want to buy some of the scottish gold it, yep. can people can people buy that or or what is the where is the end product going to so that's what we're working on right now so we've been focusing very hard to just get ourselves to this point uh, because technically a lot of those points i was talking about specifically in and around the environmental compliance has been difficult but now we've got stability Stability has enabled us to have this quarter, which we went out with our owners previously to say we were going to be getting very uh, close to the top end of guidance, which will come out in a couple of days and tell people how, how well we've done on that. So that's been successfully achieved. Uh, for now, for now we oh, – I forgot the question. My mistake, Rob. Can we start that one again? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all, all I was asking is, like, obviously Scottish people around the world, whether it's people in Scotland or people around the world, may want to sort of purchase the gold. Um, are they able to do that? And obviously, where, where does the end product go to? Right. Okay, so like I was saying, we, we've been focusing on getting to cash flow positive and keeping the cash flow positive to build money in our bank so that we can always run through rainy days. This is always good practice with any business, no matter if it's mining and the like. So we've done that. We will come out with RNSs to tell how well we've done that in, re in relation to our guidance. But Basically, I'm extremely pleased to know where we're at. And yes, we're, 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 we've been successful achieving that number one goal. We'll be growing to phase two, but in parallel, we know that we make separate products within our mind when a processing plant, one being a concentrate and one being a gravity gold. The gravity gold has proven to be more technically complex, but as people become more and more trained and competent, we're going to be able to put more people into that area to be able to produce gravity gold products. Now, what that means is that means we'll be able to make gold dore on site that we send to the refiners within the UK. 
And eventually that means we'll be able to make Scottish gold coins or Scottish bars or or jewellery or, 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 or whatever. You know, there are some people that have come to me and would like to have the trim on their Bentley made of Scottish gold as an example. So, yes, there's an extreme amount of enthusiasm for it. And But to be able to say that you've got gold that's from Scotland and it's from the only mine in Scotland, obviously, is going to be you know, a wonderful thing for people to say. So we're going to focus on that as hard as we can going forward. And hopefully within the next couple of months, I'll be able to come out successfully and tell people where and how they can purchase this, this particular type of gold. Yeah. Um, and as concluding and as a, as a final thought, um, I wonder if you can just uh, sum up uh, why people should follow Scott Gold, uh, whether you're an investor or whether you just want to know more about the story. Um, just wonder if you had any concluding thoughts. Right. Well, as we've talked about today, you know, we're the only gold mine within Scotland. I think that is a wonderful thing. We, uh, I think we're on the cusp of uh, having a, a gold rush within Scotland. The, the, the area that we are mining shows significant, uh, significant upside. It, 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 I think once we start putting in some drill holes and the like, I think it will be becoming a very interesting story for people that have invested, plus Scotland as a whole. Um, you know, and I think we're on our path to becoming, uh, you know, a, a, a real player within the gold industry. And I think that's a real feather in the cap for Scotland. And uh, therefore, I think people should follow us for that particular reason. Yes, yeah, certainly. Phil, really appreciate your time in uh, giving us an uh, overview of Scott Gold. Um, I'm sure most of our UK listeners will be uh, will be following you and any of those Scottish or even UK people across the world will surely um, keep an eye on your progress and obviously wish you well. Uh, for the future um, and maybe come onto the podcast later this year or beginning next year and give us an update and obviously advise, advise our audience where they might be able to purchase uh, some um, Scottish gold. No problem at all. Well, um, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, no worries. And if our audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions that they want to ask you and are you on any social media? Yeah, so we're on LinkedIn, we're on Twitter uh, and on our website there's a there's a, a, a email address that people can apply to or send emails directly to, and they'll eventually get me. Okay, no worries. Phil, really appreciate your time again. Um, for those that are listening, hope you enjoyed that episode, and um, certainly certainly one to follow, especially being the first gold mine in Scotland. Um, I suppose most of our audience who, who know Scotland wouldn't associate gold gold mining with it, but certainly um, the guys at Scott Gold and Phil who's leading leading the company are certainly going to um, make some headway with the company and um, wish you all in the future. Appreciate you for listening. Um, Please share this episode with friends, family, others in the industry um, to spread the word. Um, So appreciate your uh, continued support. And until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining helping each other to improve the mining industry.